This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are starting a new series called Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. Our topic for today is Be Real. Today, Deborah will be sharing to us from what she's learned as a parent to a teenage girl. She'll be sharing with us how important it is to be real with teenage girls, to not hide from them, to be practical, to know when to say sorry, to know when to ask for forgiveness, and to also be what you say. I pray that as you listen to Deborah, you will learn how to be real with your teenage daughter. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to run this podcast again and I'm praying that as we go through this series you will enlighten us in Jesus name Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival I'm saying back because it's been a long time that um, we've um, done any recording so welcome to the Women in Revival recording studio I'm so so grateful to the Lord for giving me this opportunity again Um. It's been a roller coaster, to be honest with you. It's been quite challenging for me. And the last few months have been very, very challenging. It's been months of grieving and the loss of my brother and then my dad. But thank God who, who has been a great source of comfort. So hence the reason why I've not been recording. So a lot has been going on. And but thank God for his faithfulness with many other things that I, I wouldn't want to get into. If God gave me the privilege, maybe I may run a series on some of this difficulty and how I've seen the Lord come through, even in the midst of my grieving and my mourning. So welcome back to Women in Revival. Thank you very much to each and every one of you who have um, supported your calls, your chats, your whatsoever. Thank you so, so much. And it is my prayer that as we fellowship together this time, the Lord will bless this fellowship. On this series, we want to look at secrets to parenting teen girls. Secrets to parenting teenage girls. Don't forget, you can go back to our website, www.okofrighteousness.co.uk or our sister website, which is the site for the young wife, young mother. I believe it is linked on our Oak of Righteousness website. So we are looking at the secrets to parenting teenage girls. Oftentimes, we've believed the teenage years to be a difficult time. We've believed it to be difficult and um, an emotional roller coaster season of our children's life, particularly our girls' life. But I say it doesn't have to be so. No, it doesn't have to be so. One of the keys to our daughters enjoying their teenage years is the matter of who comes first, honestly. I remember a story someone shared a couple of years ago of a guy that was put in the prison and while in the prison, he converted to Islam. And it was asked that you were raised in a Christian home. What happened? Or so, was he raised? I can't remember anyway. Anyway, this guy was asked what happened what brought about your conversion to islam and he said it's about who comes first it was the islamist people who came first and they won my heart and the same thing with the matter of raising children generally is the matter of who comes first 
who did they hear first what did what foundation did we lay for the children so today we will be looking at be real but i want to read this foundational scripture for this series which i'm going to take from ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 11. Remember that if you've got any question, you can always go to our website and contact us or send your questions, your whatsoever to plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. So Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine to eleven says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have hit. But how can one be warm alone? So you'll be wondering why am I reading this? The point that I just want to bring from this is that the secret of parenting thing that must be at the back of your mind is that you need to see it as a joint labor, a joint work with your teenage girl. The moment a child gets into the teenage years, there is the need to form a team together with your teenage girl. Just as you know that women naturally will thrive within relationship, isn't it? So the same thing with your teenage girl, there is the need to form a close-knit relationship with your daughter where you both labor together. So that if there is any faltering, maybe in you, your daughter is able to bring it out to you in humility. And if it is your daughter also, you are able to correct her in humility also. So that is the key to all I will be sharing even in this series. Remember, your child is in between childhood and adulthood at the teenage years. So you need to be actively befriending even that child. So today on this series, I want us to look at be real. Secret number one, be real. There is the need to be real with your teenage girl. Girls are much, much better. They are more helped if you, the mother, is open. You are real. You don't want to be something else at home and another person at church. Someone else at home and another person outside. No, be real. So let's read the book of John chapter 1 verse 14 and it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I love the Amplified. The Amplified says, And the word Christ became flesh, human, incarnate and tabernacled, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us. And we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty. Such glory as an only begotten son received from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. So what is the point that I want to take from here? I'm saying the secret number one to parenting teenage girls is the need for you, the mother, to be real. So we see the Lord Jesus, he came to be real with us. He is God, yet he came in human form to identify with us, to be real with us, in all we will go through on earth. So that amplified version says, Christ became flesh. He became real, so to say. He fixed his tent of flesh. He lived a while among us. So you want to be real with your daughter. This is very, very important. If you are going to win the heart of your teenage girl, even in this season of her teenage years, be real. 
Don't portray yourself as Mrs. Perfect. Accept your imperfection and thank God for your perfection. When girls have mothers that are real, that are doing life with them, life on life, you know, hands-on lifestyle, honestly, you will impact the life of that child much, much more. Rather than to be an earlier than thou and the children can see how you are faltering, then you lose that girl. So be real. Jesus was real with his disciples. He settled at home with them. So be real at home. Be a real mother at home. Cook for your daughter. Invite your daughter to your kitchen to cook together, to talk together. Actually, share some of your challenges with her. Some that you know she can bear with. Share with her. Let her see. Sometimes I share maybe areas that I see the Lord dealing with me, with my daughter. Sometimes I'm telling them that I see the Lord dealing with the matter of my tongue. You know, so I tell them issues that I think the Lord is bringing or some misconduct that I'm noticing in my life. I share. So it helps them to come to me also to share their struggles, their concerns with me. So be real. Don't claim to be perfect when your teenage girl can actually see your imperfection. I don't know if that makes sense now. First John chapter 1 and verse 1 to 2 says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have undoed of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it. You see, the life was real. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. So what is John saying here? John is saying that Jesus, which was from the beginning, they heard him. They saw him with their eyes. They looked upon him with their eyes. And then our hands handled him. That is to say they lived practical life together. They didn't only hear Jesus teach them. They didn't only hear Jesus um, tell stories. They saw the way he lived. They touched, they held his hands. You know, a situation where your teenage girl is just a daughter. She's not a friend. She can't hug you. She can't touch you. She can't hold your hands. She can't. She's not free with you. Then you are losing that girl. Jesus was never like that. Jesus was real in his relationship with his disciples. Sometimes you will see the disciple debating or arguing some things. Sometimes maybe saying who will be the leader. Things like that. And the Lord will hear such discussion. And he won't interrupt their discussion. He allows them to talk. He allows them to express their views amongst themselves. And then later on, then he bring back that matter and then talk it out with them. And I think oftentimes parents, we, we are too quick. We are, we are in a rush to step into situations in our daughter's life or into discussion. You are not calm enough to get to the end of where they are going. Sometimes I'm talking to my daughter, particularly my little one, and here I say, mommy, let me finish what I'm saying. You know, we are quick to get in. Jesus was real. So let us be real with our daughters. The secret to raising that daughter of yours, honestly, is to be real. Don't claim to be what you are not. God is ever ready to help us to raise our children in whatever stage of life they are in. The teenage years is not meant to be a woe. It's actually enjoyable. I have seen this and I believe this. I'm about to start parenting another teenager in another couple of weeks now. And I am looking forward to it. It is not a season of woe. No. 
we can actually raise God-fearing teenage girls. The first secret is you, the mother. Be real. You are a girl. You know what it means to be a girl. You know the challenges of girlhood. You know the challenges of puberty stage. You know the challenges of the teenage years. So, be real with your daughter. Share your own story also, if need be. And it is my prayer that as you are real with your daughter, even in these teenage years, the Lord will use you as his battle axe to do whatever he wants to do in the life of your daughter. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday, we started a new series called Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. Our topic for today is Be Reasonable. The teenage stage in life is a very unique stage. They're no longer children, but they're not quite adults yet. They need to start spreading their wings, but they still need that guidance from parents. And that's why it's important to be reasonable to know when to allow them to do things, when to not be so rigid and strict, to be able to learn how to let them go, but also guide them in that way, to allow them to make their own decisions and always be there for them. Sister, I pray that as Deborah shares from her own experiences and from the word of God about being reasonable with your teen girl, that you will indeed take this and learn about how to parent your teen girl, that you will indeed take from this and begin to make changes in your relationship with your teen daughter. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, thank you once again for episode two of this series of Women in Revival podcast. And it is my prayer that your spirit will brood upon our fellowship together in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to welcome you back to episode 2 of this series, Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. We don't have to have a wrong perspective of the teenagers. We don't have to sigh and anxious about our daughter's teenagers. We can entrust their teenagers into God's hands. Yesterday, I told you secret number one is to be real. Be real with your daughter about your work with God. Be real with your daughter about struggles that you also have or that you had had as a teenager in those days. So be real. And we saw Jesus that he became flesh. He dwelt among them. So don't just be a mother who walk around the clock and you don't have time for your daughter. You need to create time for your daughter to see the reality of who you are. You know, there was this story told in a ladies' magazine. It's called uh, Women's Mirror, if I'm correct now. I love that magazine. I used to read it. There was a sister who used to drop them for me in Pride many years ago. And there was a story I read in one of these editions. And it was a story of a mother who was walking around the clock, so to say, and the daughter entered the teenage years. And there were many questions in the heart of this daughter that she wanted to ask, but the mother was not there to talk to her. So her friends were bombarding her with all sorts of principles and whatsoever at school. And she wanted to verify these things with her mom. 
but the mother was not there until the day she asked her mother how much was she earning per hour and the mother told her and then she had a few pounds so she put that together and asked her mom to please give her some money maybe let's say about five pounds so the mom gave it to her and she added it to what she had and she went to her mother and said mom i'm paying you let me say nine pounds for example i'm paying you nine pounds since you are being paid nine pounds per hour i want to buy one hour of your time and the mother was like what what do you mean then the daughter said i want an hour of your time and i'm paying you please so that was how the mother got the message and she reduced her hours of work and took time to listen to the daughter and the daughter was able to share with her the things that were happening at school and all sorts of so there is the need for us to be real with our daughter but you can't be real with our daughters and you can't be real if you are not there so you want to be the mother that your child can hear that your child can see that your child can undo that your child can relate with so today on women in revival we want to look at secret number two but before we get into that i want to remind you if you missed yesterday's episode go back to oakofrighteousness.co.uk amen and if you need any question resources whatsoever do feel free to contact us and if you've got a teenage girl that you are looking for fellowship amongst other teenage girls do contact us we have a fellowship of teenage girls and we'll be able to connect you appropriately they do bible study amongst themselves and they have their groups where they discuss practical issues that relate with the teenage girls so we want to look at secret number two and it is be ready to reason with your teen girls this is very very vital you want to be able to reason with her because she's entering that stage that if you are not reasoning with her there are friends out there who are willing to reason with her and before you know it they will derail her so you need to be able to reason with your child before i go further in this let's quickly read isaiah 1 verse 18 let's learn from god himself it says come now and let us reason together this is god come now and let us reason together save the lord though your sins be as scarlet they shall be as white as snow though they be red like crimson they shall be as wool so you see the invitation god is giving you and i let us reason so it is very very important that you as a mother of your daughter take time to reason see her perspective hear her perspective try to evaluate her perspective don't let your relationship with your daughter be all about me what i say is the final if she can't do it my way no other way if you do that then you will lose them you will lose her there are moments when you need to put your feet down and say it is like this any other option is not acceptable there will be moments where you need to take that firm stand but having said that there should be moments also when you need to reason with your teenage girl this is very very important you know i remember a meeting earlier this year if i'm correct now it was a gathering of students and youths online and myself and my husband were watching and you know so i told my daughter then that oh come and join the meeting this is so good it's just perfect for you they are dealing with young people and this and that and she when she didn't talk 
Then I repeated it again another time that, please, you need to join this meeting. Then she said, why are they doing the meeting during school session? If you, and she was saying to me that if you are trying to target youth, young people, you need to think of their school sessions when they are in school. She said, mommy, this we are in school time. And also, this is school hour. I'm doing my school work. I can't come down and sit down and be watching this, which is very reasonable. Then she said something to me. She said, why not watch and pile the, all the videos Then we can sit together and you and I can watch and discuss. Wow, that is wisdom. That is wisdom. And do you know, weeks down the line, I didn't even ask her or talk to her about the meeting anymore. Watch. She was the one pestering me, asking me, when are we going to sit to watch this? When are we going to sit to do this? When are we going to sit down to watch the meeting? And eventually we sat together and went through. So be flexible. Yes, I think that is the word I'm looking for. Be flexible, be reasonable with them. Sometimes we push them to meetings, meetings and meetings. It's either you come or this and they follow you out of respect. Their physical body follows you, but their mind is not following you. Sometimes we pull them here, pull them there. I love sitting down with my daughter and say, okay, what is your perspective on this? Why this? Why that? I want to know. Sometimes they ask, oh, can I do this? There was once a time when I remember my daughter saying, oh, there was this youth um, retreat or so, youth camp or whatever that she would like to go to. And I said, okay, it's a known youth thing. She said, okay. I didn't discourage her. I said, okay, it's a Christian youth group. Then I said, okay. So I said, find out. So I actually researched and find out and told her this, this. So I said, okay, I won't you mind going with you because a youth worker has to come with them. So I said, okay, I will come. Then eventually later, she said to me, having known a little bit about that gathering, she said, no, no, this is not a place that I would like to go. You know, this and that, 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 that. Fine. So what am I saying? It is secret to parenting our teenage girls is the ability to reason with them. Sit down. God says, come, let us reason together. Listen to their view. Look at their view. Don't let it always be about your rules and your regulation. Reason with them on convenience rather than rules and regulation. Look at what you are asking them to do or where you are asking them to go or whatsoever. Is it reasonable for them at this moment? Is this suitable for them? Am I not going too far as a mother? You know, so look at things, reason well. Are you asking the child to whatever? Just you, there is the need to sit down sometimes and say, okay, why did you come to this conclusion? Why don't you want to do this? Why do you want to do this? Hear the child out. And there are moments when we need to let them take the decision and guide them diligently and prayerfully. They will make mistakes. And as they make mistakes, you are able to be there to guide them appropriately. Because the time will come when that girl will be free from your roof. She will be free from your authority, so to say. And you have to have prepared that child to be reasonable also. So that is why you, as the mother, needs to be reasonable. Reason with that child. Be compassionate. Don't be rigid. Don't say it is my way or no way. No. God says, come, let us reason together. And I'm praying that as you take time to reason with your child, is it about her career? Is it about 
addressing? Is it about any aspect of her life? Sit down and reason with her. Ask her the reason behind her actions, the reason behind the things she's doing. Sometimes you may, you may be surprised to know that the reason behind what she's doing is actually you, the mother. So sit down, hear her out. And sometimes they say things that are kind of bulging to the ear. They are kind of, wow, take it to the Lord. Don't react. Don't be a reactionist. Listen well. Sometimes they tell you what is wrong with you. Take the constructive criticism to the Lord that the Lord should help you. So to raise our teenage girls in this modern world, there is the need to reason with them. And I'm praying that you will be a mother that indeed take time to reason with that teenage girl of yours. This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a new series called Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. Our topic for today is Be Willing to Reach a Good Compromise. Sister, as your child enters the teen years, you need to remember that even though they're your child, they are no longer a child. They've reached that stage where they're not quite children, but they're not quite adults yet. In that time, you need to learn to compromise with them, to allow them to spread their wings, to allow them to be part of decision-making, to allow them to make their own opinions heard. Sister, as you listen to Deborah, I pray that the Lord will indeed make a change in your relationship with your teen daughter. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this topic. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for the continuity of this series. I'm praying that you will speak your heart unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I'm welcoming you back again to this series of Women in Revival, Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. Now, I love that scripture that tells us that the race is not unto the swift. No, it's not because one is very swift or this or that. The Bible says time and chance happening to all. So, if you have a teenage girl, you are privileged to be raising a teenage girl. And we need to understand the nature and the season of the teenage years to be able to help our daughters. Um, the peculiarity of daughters, and particularly daughters in their teenage years, is very, very important. So, we've seen secret number one, which is that you, the mother, be real. These are simple, simple things, isn't it? You already know them, but act upon them. And the secret number to be ready to reason with your teenage girl. Don't always say it's my way, my way. And if you have missed the two episodes, do go back to our website, okofrighteousness.co.uk, where you will find this series. Feel free to send it to your friends and loved ones. Gather other teenage mothers to discuss these issues, even amongst yourself. If you need resources, do contact us. A workbook, do contact us. And we'll see how to offer you help. So today, we want to look at secret number three. And that is, be willing to reach a good compromise together. Be willing to reach a good compromise together. 
yesterday I was telling you the need to reason with your teenage girls. Try to wear their shoe. Try to see from their view. Try to see from their perspective and guide them patiently and diligently. Try to calm down and let them kind of come up, so to say. And I'm praying the Lord will give you wisdom. So, the secret number three is the willingness to reach a good compromise together. Remember the scripture that I read at the beginning of this series, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. You know, it tells us that two is better than one. So, there is the need to partner with your daughter, to work with your daughter, to befriend your daughter in this season of her life. I will go back and read that Isaiah 1 verse 18 again. And it tells, I'll just read the first part. It tells us that come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. God says, let us reason together. This is God saying to you, human being. So why not have a reasoning time with your daughter? Sit down, let's reason. Let's, let's put us together. Let's collaborate. Let's share hearts together. Let's brainstorm together. Let's look at life issues together. Let me see your perspective. Sometimes when I'm asked to come and undo maybe a teenage session, I ask my daughter, join us. So there are questions that are thrown at me that I deliberately defer to her and ask her, Esther, here is a question from fellow teenage girls. How do you respond to this? And the wisdom that this girl is loaded with, honestly, is amazing. So there is the need to reason with them and there is the need to willingly, you see, I'm saying be willing, be ready as a mother to reach a good compromise together. You know, like the story I shared about my daughter and a youth meeting that in my heart of her, I just want her to be there and be joining the meeting like that. But as she brought her reason, I was able to reason with her and compromise to watch it with her at a time when she's not doing school work, not school time, and whatever. So, you need, there will be time when you will reach compromise. How do you do that? Give your daughter an opportunity to have a say. Let her have a say. Maybe you are going on family holiday. Maybe there is a project the family is embarking on. Maybe your daughter is the older one and the younger one. Get her involved. Talk, you know. I remember when my daughter was around six, when my husband um, suffered stroke. I remember my daughter looked at that time. It was a very difficult time for us. And I was worn out because I had to go to the hospital every day for about six months or so. And I remember there, are, there were decisions that need to be made. And I'm confused. I don't even know. I was probably making wrong choices, for example, regarding her father's discharge, you know. And I remember... There would be times when I call just to check on them where they are with the sister. And sometimes she will ask me, how is daddy? And I'll say, she's fine, he's fine. Or sometimes when I get back home and she's asking, how is daddy doing? How is this? And sometimes I don't want to tell her. And she will say to me, mommy, talk to me. I am my daddy's firstborn. Wow. So I remember there were decisions we needed to make. For example, discharging the father. At age six, she stood her ground because I collected her from school then to go to the hospital to discharge that. And, you know, there, there were reasons that they were looking at that we may not be able to discharge him. And daddy was ready to come home. And the children wanted daddy back home. But looking at the situation on ground, I was confused because I was concerned, indeed, for, for 
the medical team who were handling my dad, I was to their side. Okay, keep him here till you think it's okay. And they said to me that, okay, we'll give you some time to talk together and then we'll come back. So they were, the moment the way my daughter just looked at me and said, Mom, I am disappointed. Are you agreeing with them? What has happened to you? Is it not ordinary cold that he has? He's called another stroke. And you know, she talked to me. She said, look, I am my daddy's firstborn. She always stand upon that fact. And that was what I have taught her. She said, I am my daddy's firstborn. Tell them to release my daddy. And they will see nothing will happen to daddy. He won't come back here again. Do you know it was the word of this girl that discharged daddy, that kept daddy at home, that it's amazing. So be willing to reach a good compromise. That was when she was six. How much more now that she's much, much older? Will I not compromise issues with her? Yes. So give them give your daughter an opportunity to have a say. You know, deliberately create opportunity to compromise with your child as long as it is not sinful. I don't know whether this makes sense. Sometimes you go to shop, you want to buy clothes. Sometimes I may deliberately go to some clothes that I know they are not my kind of clothes that I want to wear. But I will deliberately go there and maybe take the clothes and say, oh, okay, what size is this? Oh, it's my size. And I will be looking and look at the price and maybe I'm saying, okay, let me take this. Then they just look at me. Maybe the other may look at me and say, no, mommy, you can't buy this. This is not good. And they lecture me so as if I don't know. So when they talk to me and I say, okay, if you think it's not good, I will drop it. What do you think I'm trying to do? I'm doing that against the day. They may want to buy such. Then I can remind them. When I wanted to make a wrong choice, you corrected me and I listened to you. So create deliberate opportunity to compromise with them as long as it is not sinful. So, for example, if they are given halter neck, for an for example, or a, a spaghetti stripe that may or, um, reveal their body, that what you know, get them something, a blouse, whatsoever that they can wear inside. Maybe they are given a blouse or whatsoever that is a bit up there. You know, there are ways to compromise. There are things they can wear under that, that will be modest and appealing. So. I'm praying that the Lord will help you that at this stage of your teenage girl's life, you will be there to compromise with her. Some choices she needs to make, you will be there to look at her and say, okay, let's go that route then, no problem. There are decisions that my daughter needs to make that I just felt, okay, go ahead, make the decision. I can't be making decisions for her all the days of her life. So I release her to begin to make decisions. I remember there was a group she really wanted to be part of and this group meets on a sunday and i told dad that said no obviously i know that is going to as far as dad is concerned sundays you are to be in church so when she told me and i said to her since it's not every sunday don't worry i think you should be able to go since it's one sunday in i don't know whether a month or two then she looked she said okay then she come back and told me mom i'm not going to take that opportunity no i don't want to be in a meeting on sunday I want to be in church. I don't want that. She remember Eric Lido, how he stood his ground. So I was trying to compromise to give her the opportunity to make a decision. And what did she do? She made the right decision. So I'm praying the Lord will give you wisdom to help that child make right decision as you, the mother, is willing to reach a good compromise with that teenage girl of yours. Amen.
This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a new series called Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. Our topic for today is be there to engage. Sister, in the world that we live in, this secular world, the common theory is that teenagers don't need their parents anymore, that they don't need them as much as they did when they're children. In fact, the opposite is true. Teenagers need their parents more than ever especially Christian teenagers in this crazy world we live in. Even though they will be starting to make their own decisions, they need help as to know what decisions to make and what decisions not to make, what to do and what not to do. They need guidance from someone who's been there before, and that's where you come in. You need to be there to answer questions, to help decide, to just be a listening ear. You may not necessarily be the one telling them everything to do, but as a teenager myself, I know that it's so important to have someone to talk to, to have someone to open up to. In this stage of their life, your teenage girl most of all will need a friend. Be that friend to them. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, thank you once again. As we come to day four of this series, just speak, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you so much for still joining me on this series of Women in Revival, Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. Teenage years are not meant to be difficult, like I said. They can actually be enjoyed both by the mother and by the daughter. We just need to understand little, little things that we may do that can enhance our relationship with our teenage girls. So last time we were talking to each other on the need to be willing to reach a good compromise together. As long as it is not sinful, try and reach good compromise, create opportunity to compromise, and allow that child to come up or come out with our real self. So if you've missed the three days before now, do go on our website oakofrighteousness.co.uk. We are working on a material that we expect to be out soon. Um, it is a practical discussion between mother and daughter. Um, we will definitely make it available as soon as it is available. It's a conversational writing where you and your daughter can sit together go through chapter by chapter and discuss and talk, just talk in a relaxed um, situation. So today, we want to look at the need to be there to engage. Mother, be there to engage. Be there to engage your daughter. This is very, very important. God is our ever-present help, isn't it? He is an ever-present help. He's ever there for us. So be there to engage. If God, the maker of the universe, as busy as he is all over the world, is ready to listen to you, is ready to hear you, then how much more you, ordinary human? Why will you not have a time for your daughter? Sometimes we just shout and, you know, make life a bit miserable for the teenage girl. I've come to know that that doesn't work, honestly. So let's read Jeremiah 33 verse 3. And it says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. 
and the good news translation says call to me and i will answer you i will tell you wonderful and marvelous things that you know nothing about this is god saying call to me and if you call me what will i do i will answer and i will tell you i love that i will tell you wonderful and marvelous things that you know nothing about that is how god wants you and i to be to our teenage girls god wants your teenage girl to be able to call you and he wants you to be able to answer her he wants you to be able to sit down and tell her wonderful and marvelous things our girls are curious there are things they want to know there are things they want to learn but you are not there to tell them i tell you when i was a teenage girl i remember in my secondary school years you know i was at that stage you know at the stage when we were our breasts were budding and friends as they are buying their first bras i remember you know it was a time of celebration amongst us in school i went to a guest school so it was a time of celebration and we are asking which one and i remember the brand girls of my <laughs> of my school yeah then they usually go for what's what they call saint michael so you check oh and we pull it we do it we learn amongst ourselves i don't think any of us had mothers that were shaping our lives at such a time but for me i've learned from those things i've learned from my mistakes i have learned from my mischievous lifestyle of the past and as god has given me the opportunity to raise daughters i'm trusting god to raise them well so be dear to engage God says, call me, come to me, give me a call, and I tell you I will pick up your phone call. And as I pick up your phone call, you are going to enjoy our conversation because I'm going to tell you things you don't even know at all. You know, there are moments when my oh, <laughs> when my daughters just arrange activities, so to say. Sometimes, I remember when they were quite young, maybe the, the older one hasn't entered into the teenage years. And they want us to do role play. They want me to come and play. And I'll go to their room and play. They say, okay, let's do wedding. We may do wedding. We may do university days. So they may come back from uni to visit me. Sometimes in our play, we are it's a season of wedding in our family. And one is already married, came with her husband and children. So we they created that scene, which I have a role to play in. Now, to be honest, is that what I want to do at such time? I was probably telling I want to go and do my thing. But I give them that attention. So I do the play with them. I play the role they want me to play with love and we do whatsoever. In the midst of doing that play, I I will... I will see body language. I will see languages. I will see perspective. I will see ethos that are not right. And I take that. And at the end, I'm able to bring correction. I will see their view of matters as we do those little, little play of university life, of marriage time, of wedding, of whatsoever. So God says, call me, give me a phone call. And I promise you, I will answer your call. And I promise you are going to enjoy our conversation. Is that not beautiful? That is what God is expecting between your relationship with your teenage girls. There are moments when they have questions. There are things friends have told them that they need verification. We are in the days where Google has answers to everything. 
our daughters shouldn't be going to Google to find life answers. No, they should be able to come to you for their questions. So answer their questions. Don't see any questions as difficult. The one you don't know, tell them I don't know. I will find out if need be and I will come back. So answer your child's question. Guide your child and guard her. You should also, you as a mother should also keep learning. Read books. Read books. There is a book that I'm reading now. I can't remember the title. I think, is it the odd? The, I can't remember what the title is now. I love that book. It's not written by Christians. It's written by a Christian, by a psychologist. She might be a Christian. I'm not sure. But it's such a lovely book that, that it brings you into the challenges of teenage girls in school, the need to perform, you know, the pressure to perform well at school, the pressure of beauty, the pressure of being a particular size, all of those. So read books, keep learning, don't stop learning. Talk to your teenage girl about virginity, about chastity. Talk to your teenage girl about saying no to premarital sex. Sit down and have practical discussion together. Don't only come every time and say, today we are reading Genesis, this, and you read, and you talk, and you finish, and you go. Have time to talk about issues of life. Have time to listen to the issue of life that is troubling your child's heart. Talk about premarital sex. Because it's within the teenage years that your daughter will be starting uni, isn't it? I know in Britain, by age 17, 18, our children are off to university, a place where you are no longer there, where you just have to trust God. So discuss issues, lay a right foundation in their mind, give them a right perspective so that they don't go and fall for the wires of the enemy. Talk to them about practical life choices, about practical life issues so that they don't fall into the pressure that friends may bring their way. If you are not telling them this, they get to learn this from friends and they get loose beyond your imagination, beyond your expectation. The Bible is practical enough, honestly. So you engage your child. Be dear to engage. Create time. Get books. There is a book my daughter and I does. We are doing one recently. We've done a couple of books, practical and teenage issues that we discussed together. We are doing one now. It's about preparing for marriage. It's before you meet Prince Charming. And we read, we discuss, we talk. I'm not asking her to go and get married, but I gave her biblical perspective to what marriage is. We've dealt with all of this. And she had a better understanding. Sometimes I actually make fun of her. That sometimes when she's telling me about some issues, maybe marital issues, about ah, this is how what people should do. Why are they doing this? Sometimes I'll say, so you've become married counselor <laughs> and she will laugh. So, you know, help your daughter. That's, I don't know. I wish you see how I'm putting it. Help that child. Be there to engage your child. Be there to listen and be there to talk. And when you are talking to your teenage girl, may let it be exciting. Don't let it be a dull moment. My daughter, you know, and no, let it be lively. Let you know, I don't know, make it fun. Let the child enjoy it to the point that she's expecting another time. So I'm praying that the Lord will help you to be there to engage your teenage girl. Start early. If you've not been spending time for that girl in your life, start now. 
the teenagers seven good years. Don't waste it. If you tap into this secret, secret number one, be real with that child. Secret number two, be ready to reason with your teenage girl. Secret number three, be willing to reach a good compromise together with your teenage girl. And secret number four that we've looked at today, be there to engage. And I'm praying that God will help you to prevail even in parenting as a mother of a teenage girl. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a new series called Secrets to Parenting Teen Girls. Our topic for today is be hopeful. In this messed up world that we live in, it's very hard to stay hopeful. With the news and the things that we see, it seems increasingly impossible to raise a godly child. But sister, I want to encourage you to have hope. We have something that other people don't have, Christ. Some people may be wondering, how am I going to raise a child that's responsible, that cares for others, that is kind? We have Christ to help us with that. And as you listen to Deborah today, keep this verse in your mind. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there's no new thing under the sun. If people were able to raise godly children in the days of Joseph, in the days of Jesus, in the days of Susanna Wesley, in the days of Charles Spurgeon, in the days of Billy Graham, then how much more today? As Solomon said, there's no new thing under the sun. If they could do it, so can you. Deborah Shnibi will now take us further with this subject. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this series and how you've brought us to the end of the same. I am praying that you will wrap it up, Lord, with whatsoever is in your mind for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to say a very big thank you for joining me on this particular series of Women in Revival podcast. And it is my prayer that you will find this series um, helpful in your modern role, particularly as you parent a teenage girl and may i also say i think there was a series i did in the past on preparing daughters for the teenagers don't wait till your daughter is a teenager before you start engaging engaging that daughter there are things daughters of today children of today knows honestly they know actually more than you do gender matters they know all about this so talk to them ask them so you can know where they are and you can know how to help them so last time I was telling you that there is a need for you to engage. Create a deliberate time to engage your daughter. Maybe your mother never did that for you, but you are raising your own daughter and you need to deliberately create a one-on-one time with your daughter. It doesn't have to be a long time. Sometimes it may not even be more than 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Create that deliberate time. And I know that as you do that, the Lord will help you. If you've missed any episode in this series do go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk 
If you have any need of counseling, help in any way, do contact us via our website or on plus 44-7944-398-415. Amen. So, as we come to the end of this series, we want to look at secret number five, which is be hopeful. Be hopeful. I told you secret one to four, secret one, be real with that child. Don't pretend to be who you are not. Be there for the child to see you, to see how you do life. Be ready to reason with your teenage girls. That's secret number two. Secret number three, be willing to reach a good compromise together. Secret number four, be dear to engage. And today, secret number five, be hopeful. There is the need to be hopeful concerning the outcome of your teenage girl. One thing that I always encourage myself with is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. When Paul was saying, Paul plants, Apollo waters, but God brings the increase. So I've come to know that the final outcome of what my daughter will be is no longer in my hands. While I have a part to play, I have played my part. And I trust the faithfulness of God to play his part. So be hopeful. Hope in the faithfulness of God. Even in moments when looking at the life of your teenage girl, there is no hope. That is the moment to look to God. There is a moment to turn your eyes from what your daughter is manifesting and turn to God for hope. Turn to his word for hope. Be hopeful. You may get scriptures that talks about the result of what God does in the life of his children. You know, I love the scriptures in Psalm 37, I believe. I don't know whether it's verse 23 or 25 now. I'm not very sure. Where David was saying that once I was young, now I am old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his children beg for bread. Wow, I love that. I love that. And it's such an encouragement for me. David said, this is my experience. I was young. I've, I've looked at things since my youth years. And at this old years, aged time of mine. This is what I've known about God. So that tells you that God is trustworthy. You can rely on God for the outcome of what the life of your teenage girl will be. Trust God. Don't allow fear or anxiety. Trust God. So let's quickly read Proverbs chapter 23 verse 18. So Proverbs 23 18 says, For surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Woman, there is an end concerning the life of your teenage girl. And your expectation for the life of that girl shall not be cut off. What is your expectation? I'm sure your expectation is to see a daughter that turn out well at the end of her teenage years. Is it possible? Yes, by God's grace, I believe it is possible. So the Bible says there is an end. You have your goal, have your own expectation and work with your expectation. Have a focus for the life of your daughter and work with the same. Follow these secrets and many other things the Lord will be teaching you. And you will see the plan of God come to pass. The Good News Translation says, if it is, you have a bright future. There is a bright future for your girl child. Just trust God and rely on God. And as you do that, you will see. Let me read it in Amplify. It says, for surely there is a latter end, a future and a reward are you saying and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off this is the promise of god god is dependable 
God is reliable. Even when your teenage guest seems unreliable, when if yours is making wrong choices now, you can hope in God, you can trust in God, you can repent of whatever you have done or whatever you haven't done that you ought to do and then engage God, partner with God over that girl. The teenage years, like I said, is a great time of opportunity for your child and for you. Labor with God, labor together with that child. When she's falling, be the one to lift her up and be humble enough to allow your child to bring you correction and then enjoy this in my own relationship with my daughters. So be hopeful over the life of your daughter. And there are a few books that I will quickly talk about that may help you even in relating with your daughter in this teenage season. And some of them are um, Lies Young Women Believe and the Truth That Set Them Free. I think it's written by um, Nancy Dumas-Wagamut and Dana Gresh. And then another one is Before You Meet Prince Charming. My daughter and I, we are doing this recently. For Lies Young Women Believe, you may want to go through the book before you do it with your daughter. Choose the ones you want to do and the ones you may think, no, not now. And I remember there was a devotional my daughter and I used to do in the night before we started the new one now. Um, I can't remember what the devotional is. It was written by Dana Grace. It was such a very devotional. And there are some parts of it that she felt, no, she didn't think we should go through this. She didn't want us to go through that, 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 that. So I closed it. So sometimes she says to me, Mommy, I think you need to read this ahead of time. I don't think something we should do. And I respect that. So we put those aside. So... There are quite a lot of books that can enhance your mother-daughter relationship that you can lay hands on. So, Before You Meet Prince Charming by Sarah Marley and um, So Long in Security by Betty Moore. And we are working on another material, um, Who Can Find a Virtuous Young Woman. It's a project I've been working on for nearly 10 years now. <laughs> So, and I just felt this is the right time so that the book is not written from the pers- from a theoretical perspective. So, who can find a virtuous young woman? It is written for teenage girls, but actually a very good book for mother and their teenage girls to go through. And Living Life in Babylon, it's a conversational um, writing to encourage conversation between mother and daughter. And I'm sure there are many, many other resources out there that you can do with your teenage girls and just to encourage discussion, to engage her, to relate with her, to handle various issues. And I'm praying that the Lord himself will help you to tap into these secrets and many other secrets that the Lord may open to you. One thing that I believe is that apart from general secrets, there will be specific that God may reveal to you concerning your particular child. This is the secret to this child. And the secret to child A may not be the secret to child B. So I think that is where engaging God personally for each child comes. You cannot understand the secret to parenting teenage girls if you are not in relationship with the God of all secrets. Let me read the scripture in Proverbs chapter 25. It says, Proverbs 25 verse 2, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But the honor of kings is to search out a matter. You see, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it is the glory of kings 
to search out a thing. So there are concealed things of God. And to be honest with you, God is looking for mothers who will enter into a relationship with him to search out those deep things concerning their motherhood, concerning their daughters. And unless you engage God in a personal relationship with God, you won't get that. So I don't know whether you have a relationship with God. Maybe someone passed this podcast to you. Do you know the Lord Jesus? Are you born again? Have you given your life to the Lord Jesus? The tide is high. Hence the reason why we need to be in a firm relationship with God so that God can reveal his concealed things to us as mothers of our daughters so that God can honor us just as the verse in Proverbs 25 to says that the honor of kings is to search out a matter. God wants mothers that we search out matters with the Lord. The Bible says the secret things of the Lord is revealed to those who fears him. Are you a God-fearing woman? Have you given your life to the Lord Jesus? If you haven't, I think this is an opportunity to start a close and a proper relationship with God, where God can dwell in your heart and where you can tap into his secret for your girl child, for your teenage girl, and where God can help you to be successful in your parenting role. Father God, I want to thank you for all listeners. I particularly thank you for that woman who is going through this particular series, for that challenge she's going through regarding a teenage girl. I am praying that you withdraw the heart of this woman to yourself. And I'm praying, Lord, for those who are hearing me, who are not in a genuine relationship with you, their maker. Please, Lord, into their heart today. Bring them to a place of personal commitment, personal relationship with you, whereby you can reveal your secret to them and they can receive your secret both for their lives and for their daughters. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you have made a decision to work with God, to follow God, to deepen your work with God, do feel free to contact us via our website, okofrighteousness.co.uk. Go on our contact us page or give us a call on plus 447 and 4 398 415.